0: Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people, and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you will pick up. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back, everyone. Darren Saul. It's episode 191. And it's Wednesday afternoon, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, I hope everybody's doing fantastically well. I have the fantastic Aveline Clark with me. How are you, Aveline? Hi, Darren. I'm fabulous. So good to be here. Uh, Thank you. So appreciative of you joining me on the show. Um, It's episode 191, as I mentioned. We're getting close to the 200 mark. So only nine to go. But today we're going to be chatting all about a very important topic that's on our minds more and more every single day. Why tapping into your purpose in business catapults you to another stratosphere? And wouldn't that be nice if we can all live and work according to our purpose, mm-hmm. instead of being driven by all these other things that drive us every day? Mm. Wouldn't that be lovely? But uh, before I get into it, or before we get into it, I thought I'd just give everybody a little snapshot into who Aveline is. She's the founder and CEO of Journey Point, a business that helps other businesses connect, With their core customer and create a journey for their customers that is sustainable, authentic, and effortless for them to experience. She's also the founder of the Six Star Business, the host of the Six Star Business podcast, a mother, an earth lover, and a purpose driven individual who wants to do her part to help create a more sustainable future. When she's not focused on business and podcasts, Aveline is passionate about keeping fit and healthy inside and out and loves adventures in nature, music and sport, including Formula One. She's currently learning to surf so she can go out and surf with her 11-year-old son and has fun experimenting with creating new plant-based metals and desserts every week. My God, <laughs> <laughs> that is variety for you. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, plant-based meals. I, I, I don't know about the plant-based metals, but... Um, oh, plant-based know...
0: meals, excuse my terrible... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fine I was listening to that and going who is that person it's always interesting when you have someone uh you know introduce you isn't it
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah. especially someone that's dyslexic like me <laughs> not at all you're human well, welcome to the show and I'd love to kind of get your backstory how did you fall mm. into this journey and why are you so passionate about living and working with your purpose and helping other people do the same
1: yeah uh, great questions Darren uh all right bit of my journey I did the corporate gig like so many others do and when I landed in the corporate world whilst I was following you know the lemming path that that many do uh thinking that they are doing the right thing for the purpose of you know saving money, getting a house, all that kind of thing, uh, a mortgage and more debt, ticking off the boxes. Tick, yeah, tick, ticking the boxes. Tick, tick, tick. I I also very quickly realised that the typical corporate uh, roles were really not for me, mm-hmm. and I was very fortunate. Uh, round about the time that I became pregnant with my daughter, actually, um, who's now twenty, almost twenty three. Wow. Uh, she, so yeah, she came along, uh, but I was working for Australia Post and I happened to take on a contract with uh, a person in the department that kind of reports through to the MD. Hmm. And I was able to utilize skills that I already had to help them with, uh, I guess, looking at the executives and middle management, looking at how we could improve the value, the the goodwill the experience for them. So whilst I was doing these projects, sort of like, what can we give them? How do we build the the, the value and how do we build the longevity of these the, their staff? I was running salary bonus. I was doing training of, of these middle managers and execs. So I had a really good insight into what drove them, right. uh, because I was the one that knew what they were earning, what they were going to get for their bonuses. You know, we talked all about, you know, um, how they could rate their their staff and their teams and it was uh, very quickly i was immersed in a in another world and it was the world of uh climbing the ladder money mm-hmm. and at the same time i was helping them to have better experiences and i then went on to create an onboarding experience for uh that tier of the, of the company so the middle managers and executives and uh, that sort of bled into the 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 rest of the staff which was you know probably 25,000 employees um and it was always projects I was always looking at how do we improve the experience how do we improve what they experience and how can we do that through uh, physical things like and what's the journey and I've always just been really fascinated with how people approach things how they experience them and that just took me on a a journey myself really Uh, so that was a lot of fun I stayed at Australia Post for six years and then I moved over to NAB uh, National Australia Bank and After running their salary bonus process for a year and playing with more um, money and people and uh, trust me, money. I guess talking this out with you, I'm realizing that those experiences managing the salary bonus process uh, really gave me a lot of insight into what money is for people and I guess the dark side or the shadow side and the positives and you know where purpose fits into all of that. I then went and helped them. for the next couple of years on a big project uh, they came to me and said Aveline we have a big problem 25 um, percent of our new employees are leaving the company after 18 months wow. and that's across the board across all, all roles and levels and they said we'd like you to fix it please <laughs> hmm. and it was a journey it was fixing the journey and the experience and that took a long time but I created a benchmarked onboarding experience at NAB, and when I had implemented everything, there was still a couple of projects that were still in some departments still running. But effectively, I'd done what I had set out to achieve. And uh, once the CEO came to me and said, "Thank you, Evelyn, you've changed the game at NAB," I kind of felt like my job was done.
0: Wow.
1: You know, I didn't really feel that I wanted to bust my gut and work late, long hours, and late nights for a bank um, who are making billion-dollar profits when I've already done enough. And I thought, how can I bring all these experiences to more people? And that, to me, was small business. So I left. And in 2008, I sort of fell into marketing automation um, and then just started on this journey, as many people do, without really knowing what it's like to be a small business owner or a solo business owner. And went from there. So I went into the technology side of things and found myself building and growing a marketing automation agency really? and having staff and a partner. And then just before COVID hit, uh, my business partner left. Mutually, it was fine. And I was for a long time quite dispirited. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like there's not a lot of soul in selling funnels and technology yep. and I'm really good at it, but I was missing my human element. I was missing all the, the reasons why I enjoyed and was so successful in the corporate world at what I was, what I did. Perfect, yep. And went through a business program, business school, uh, and basically redefined my business. And then when COVID hit, uh, all my clients were kind of falling away and I went, hmm, it's time to redefine my business. So I've now got a business on paper. And it was the perfect time to bring that into into the world. So I let go of my staff and I just um, set up Journey Point. Amazing. And went from there. So you asked me also uh, the second question you asked me. Do you want to ask me that again? Because it's such a powerful question.
0: Can you yeah. remember it? <laughs> uh, so I think it was um, why are you so passionate about um, living this way, working this way, and helping others do the same?
1: So like I said before I think even just looking back on those experiences working in with salary bonus and you know conversing with so many people and seeing how they are driven by money and literally selling their soul for another dollar and the way they would fight for it I could see how they were so consumed by the the system the system of you know the expectations their role and it was all about status. Yeah. And I thought, how is this really impacting the world? How it's is it just impacting them so they can afford to buy hire a second nanny over a first
0: nanny, <laughs> buy a third car, or a
1: what? third car? What? You know, fourth house. Yep. I mean, I saw it all. You know, yep. I was dealing with executives that were making half a million. You know, like a lot of money. Wow. But and the way they lived and and their assumptions and the way they treated people I saw the dark side of that Uh, I also saw the good side and then I went well hang on how is this making the world a better place and uh I guess there's a part of me that because I am conscious about the experience we have and we make for other people felt that it was part of my role to then help do that for others and uh it's not all about money because I I met and trained and worked with so many execs and middle managers who were miserable. Absolutely. They were Absolutely. utterly miserable. I hear this all the time. Hundreds of them, literally, yeah. you know, and oh, it was just painful actually talking with them. You know, I, I had department managers crying in my office because they weren't going to get that extra little 2% of their bonus. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, I. And it was. What about, a about the people that
0: were going to get it and did very well, but were still miserable because money didn't make them happy? Yeah, yeah. It's just yep. money. So what? Yep. You got more money. You got a, you got a bonus check.
1: You got another car. You got another house. Big deal. Yeah. First class ticket. And then you know I saw one man who had lived his whole life doing like this, and he was, he finally retired, and I remember he the story he he moved uh, to Queensland was in a penthouse somewhere and within six months was dead oh god and i was like everyone was shocked because everyone knew you know he'd been in the company for 30 years or whatever it was and it was just you know one of those moments it makes you think well was it really worth it did he actually have fun you know how how was he helping you know, how did he really help people? He was a gruff old bastard, really, the, the truth be known. And, and that's how I experienced him. And I thought, how sad. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Um, so I saw many things in the in those roles. And, uh, you know, I think it's really important for us all to, I think we all go through life changing events and experiences, but it also highlighted for me how addicted people are to money yep. when they don't know anything else.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And when we get put through a system, through high school, the expectation that you'll go to university, you go through university with the expectation you go to the corporate world, you know, the whole system's been set up for people to become workers, right? It came out of the industrial age.
0: Industrial age, yep.
1: And that is a debt system. Mm -hmm. Make more money, create more debt. You'll be happy though, really. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I don't believe that humans, by nature, uh, there's, we're not we're not here just to follow someone else's plan for us. We're not That's here right. just to go into debt. And there's also the other side of this is society. There's a program that states that the more money you make, the more successful you are. Yes. And so many people have this, you know, lack of self-worth or, you know, they're lacking in something, they have emotional, um, you know, needs and they feel that the only way to feel successful is to make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. But is, is that success? I agree. And you can I,
0: define success in so many ways. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Um, and there are so many role models today in our world that we're seeing, especially through the pandemic, you know, people are more aware of so many things. And I think we are becoming more humanistic yep. in our expectations of others and ourselves. Yep. And I feel like we're in this almost a, a bit of a, I want to say a dichotomy.
0: It's a bit of a renaissance period.
1: Yeah. Because we, we've been operating through these habits and these paradigms of money yep. and success all this time but we're we're actually facing a different vista in we front are. of us Yeah. and how do we transition i think some people are struggling with that or ignoring it or trying to operate the old ways mm-hmm. the old ways won't last into the future yep. and i believe that deep in my in my core so yep. I, I don't have a whole lot of research around this i can just tell you that it won't last because we are shifting as a society humanity is shifting
0: yep. and very slowly our our way of thinking, our mindset, our definitions of success in life are starting to change slowly. And you can yeah. see that just in the in the last two or three years, how many solopreneurs and how many small businesses have just been born mm-hmm. doing all the things that they're passionate about mm-hmm. um, and things that have just come out of hobby sometimes as well. And mm-hmm. now they're p- running businesses around that because it's living with their purpose. It's what yeah. they love to do. That's it. So it's definitely these last couple of years, You know, been a bit of a last two three years have been a forced renaissance period in a way as well.
1: Yeah, they have. It's been, it's it's what humanity needed, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: so. Yeah,
1: yeah. The cause of it, you know, we don't have to go into that, but that's it. It it is what it is, you know. And here we are, and there's so many positives that have come out of it.
0: Absolutely, and I mean the thing for me is, and I fall into this trap all the time. Like you get so used to just living in that rhythm in that machine in that system that you've created for yourself or or someone else created for you depending on how you work and you start to get so used to it that as soon as you deviate from it you think oh god i feel strange i feel strange so you just go back chasing the same metrics sales profit you know dollars uh, figures at the end of the at the end of the month um so it's obviously why we do that but have you got any other insight into why we do that? It's human nature, obviously. It's fear, or, you know,
1: change.
0: Is there any I, other reason why we tend to do
1: this? I think, you know, I've read a lot, but I've read a lot of philosophy and listened to a lot of, you know, people from the past. And one one of the things that I I do firmly believe is that as a society, we have an inbuilt fear of failure. Mm-hmm. And so that drives us. And then the addiction is the money, yeah. okay? So when you have an inbuilt of fear of failure and you go into business and we we have this competitive mindset of business, mm-hmm. right, again, this is partly in, still an old but existing paradigm of dog-eat-dog dog world. You know, we're all on our own. We're all fighting in competition with each other, Yeah. okay? Yeah. So when you've got those ingredients, it all points towards, well, you know, I've I've got to make money because otherwise I'm you know I'm going to be you know the the fear drivers there, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think largely that can be unconscious. Yeah. People don't even consciously acknowledge that. And the other part of it is we look at these successful stories, these businesses that have like shot up overnight or they've grown massively. these big you know multi million dollar you know, success stories, and you go, wow! If only we could all be like that. And I say wow no. what if no, no. What if,
0: i wouldn't if, want to have that life that world that's a, i mean that's a lot of blood sweat and tears and yeah. sleepless nights and that's not as glamorous as it sounds
1: no it's not and no. it doesn't mean also that they're making um you know that much profit so there's there's a whole lot of factors in that and like you said they probably they might not even have a life yeah. so success needs to be redefined but at, at an individual level yeah and that's something i champion and i fully you know it encourage people around me and in the six-star business you know i talk about this it's like well success is whatever you make it to be not Mm -hmm. not what i am don't compare yourself to other people the more that we do that again it's one of those inbuilt paradigms or programs in our society we judge and we compare ourselves to others that's right
0: and that's just a natural um a natural anthropological sociological trigger you know we don't have time to dig and and mm. analyze. So we quickly, you know, frame up people because we have to, to survive. And mm. we use labels and we use status and we use all those kind of things, but most of the time we're mistaken. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those crazy, yeah. crazy things. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And so then let's chat a bit about the opposite. Yeah. How can we live with our purpose? How do we go about that? How do we, you know, what are the implications of that? So I'd love to kind of delve into, you know, that's your jam, mm-hmm. what, you know, you've been so passionate okay. about. And how do you, if someone comes to you and says, "I need a change," mm-hmm. where do I begin?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, help me, I, you know. It always starts with the self. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Let's go back to the individual. And I, I always, I only work with the business owner, ah. uh, so not with like. Uh, someone in a senior management position, but the work that I do one-on-one is with business owners, and they're the ones that set the culture and the tone and the direction and the strategy of their businesses. Perfect. And so, hence, it always comes back to them. And if they've come to me already, they have some level of acknowledgement that they align with purpose, mm-hmm. so that that's a known. Um, let's say they don't. Let's say they've just been introduced or someone said to them, look, you really need to talk to Aveline. And they came to me and they've got no idea what I talk about. Uh, I would ask a few questions of them to understand, you know, what they want to get out of their business. Like why are they in business? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And is the, you know, is the business purely a money-making venture? And are they happy with that? Truly. And I ask them questions to, to figure out if they really are attached to that or if there's something more meaningful that yeah. they want to do um, and sometimes when we delve into ourselves a bit more the answers we might not like um, we might find that we're in a business that doesn't light us up or that doesn't actually enable us to live our purpose yeah. might be in a, a partnership that doesn't allow us to do that or something else
0: and we're just comfortable you know so we just stay because yeah. we're comfortable
1: yeah comfortable and change is hard scary messy yeah. painful yep and but for those that want to live a life worth living, right and want to get to the benefits on the other side, well, they're the ones who are willing to actually lift up the the hood, you know and have a look and see what's inside. Yep. And we start with the self,
0: wow. yeah, because a lot of people you know would come to you and say, I want to change, but I don't know what my purpose is. Mm. So do you help them find that?
1: Yeah, we I do. And, and sometimes people come to me and say, well, I'm purposeful. I know I'm purpose-driven. I think I know my purpose. Yeah. Or they've spent time pondering and and they've written, you know, a whole lot about it. And then we just spend time to really articulate it. Um, and there's a couple of things I'll say about purpose and because I think sometimes it can be misunderstood or people have different ideas about what purpose is. and how is it different to your why everyone's watched Simon Sinek or read the book books. And, uh, you know, I used to run why workshops, you know, okay. uh, years back. And,
0: uh, and so you're saying it is different. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm mm, okay. So it is very different. Great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So okay. think about your why, you know, you, you ask the question, start with why, you know, if you've read the book, all right, you, you, you look internally and you say, why do I, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, why? Okay. And then you ask all the why questions. That is an intrinsic, uh, intrinsically focused question. Mm-hmm. You're asking about yourself.
0: Right.
1: That's a great place to start yeah. because then you understand what your internal motivators are and your reason for doing something. Your purpose is actually external to you, in that it is the thing that pulls you forward. So you're looking outside of yourself and Asking the question, and this is my take on purpose, this is my filter, so I'm, you know, disclaimer here, this is Aveline's view of purpose in the world. Yep. And everyone, you know, you could have your own views and, and that's cool too. So what I say and I, work, how I work with my clients is your purpose is the thing that you look outside of yourself and say, who do I want to impact? And who, what's the what's the change I want to make for, that, for others? Right. So therefore, it's not a selfish act of service it is a selfless act of service you are going outside of yourself
0: love it and just connected to that in Indian philosophy there's something called your dharma Mm. and I think that's loosely kind of tied into this in that it's why you are put on this earth you were here for a purpose you're here for a reason you have certain gifts and certain uh, traits to share is it is that kind of connected in here somehow or what
1: Yes, I, I, I absolutely believe that. And the people, if, if you've done, if, if you've read about it and you understand what Dharma is, you know, it, it's it's really that it, on a spiritual level it's connecting in with the, purpose, the path that you're on mm-hmm. and accepting you know, potentially the gifts that you've been given and how you bring those to the world. Right. So if you tie that in with then purpose, which is, well, using these gifts, who do I want to impact and how? And it really is an acknowledgement of um, what am I capable of, but also what what aligns with me.
0: Right.
1: And when I work with my customers, we get to a place of alignment. So it's not about the ego or the greedy, you know, ego saying, "Wow, I want to impact like the whole global planet, and I'm going to become this multi-million dollar company." Trust me. It, none of my clients have said that, but some of the, a a few of them have said they want to impact the globe. And then after some conversation, I get them to realize that actually that's, that's probably not who they want to impact. And we pull it back and then we tie it in. And until they get the alignment internally, and that alignment comes sometimes with just this, some people have had shivers, goosebumps, some of them have cried, some of them have just jumped, shouted out or jumped up and down. Those that aren't so uh, expressive have just gone, yep, that's it, you know. <laughs> but it, <laughs> Click, <yep. laughs> it's the internal alignment. And I believe the purpose aligns internally when it aligns with one's stomach. Yep. I love that.
0: I love it. And it's so true. I mean, this is really a journey of self-reflection and self-awareness. And if you understand, and it's not easy, as you say, it takes a bit of, you know, traveling to get there. If you understand why, you do what you do, and what you really want to achieve, and for who, then it all becomes clear. Now, some mm. people think they want to um, impact the world, but all they want to do is, or they're very happy impacting their very small circle, and that's all they ever need. You know? Yeah. So it's it is tricky to get there. I mean, sometimes you think, why why do you want to change the whole world? Do you really want to do that, yeah. or is that just sound or look sexy? Yeah.
1: And there's no need. Yeah. To, you know, it, again, going back to why do you really want to do this? Are you still following? an old paradigm, a success paradigm that you thought you had to live up to.
0: Yep. Yep. Is a publicly listed company, Mm. you know, the epitome of success, or is it a one man show or one woman show, Mm. you know, a hundred years fantastic as well. Yeah, exactly. So true. I love it. Good. and I love it. I mean, and, and so how do you generally work with people? I'd love to kind of dive into your process.
1: Okay. Um, What a great question. But when I work with people, it's one-on-one and, Uh, I I haven't really done the group thing on a constructive level, only sort of a presentation level, right, as in concept level, because the work that I do with people is very, very personal. It starts very personal. So, again, we start with them.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we get into the purpose pretty quickly, Uh, you know, where they want to impact and who and why appealing back layers so they've obviously got to trust me they've always obviously got to uh do that and and allow the space for that uh unpeeling really yeah,
0: yeah. and were and, you ever sorry to butt in but were you not that this is important or not but did you ever do any study or any practice in psychology psychotherapy social work anything like that because you not, know I can I can sense yeah. your energy is very easy to talk to and you know people would easily open up to you
1: but um do you need that? to do what you do well I, I don't have any formal qualifications on those things uh, but I've certainly spent 25 30 years reading extensively and in, in yeah. all those sort of areas and right. uh, you know, just the other day I was working with someone and they said you know what your your energy is ancient said, <laughs> really <laughs> Ancient. what
0: does that mean <laughs> I said what do you
1: mean You've got a very old soul energy. It's oh, like you've just you're just full of wisdom, and I just smile. So that ah, thanks. That's nice. Uh, it was nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: You do. You do. You have a very calm, empathetic way about you, and people will definitely open up to you. I can see that.
1: Uh, thanks. Very, very easily.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we do that, and we, I take them on a journey. Basically, um, it's not always easy, and they need time to process things and open up because it's a journey of change. You know, I. They can't. People can't work with me thinking that they're just going to get a couple of tactics or some, some kind of solution that's separate from them. It, it's, it it always creates a lot of change and I let them know upfront, you know, once you finish this process, there'll be a lot, a lot of things to create and do, but there's a lot of things that have to change and you have to be open to that.
0: And so then do you work with them over a period of time and you, you know, constantly tap in and you, you know, explaining how things are working and how can we tweak this and how can we change that? and
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, do all of that. And once they get through the process with me, effectively they've got the strategy and the plan and the, and the positioning and, and everything that they know they need to then build. Um, mm-hmm. Now some people have, you know, people to, to help them, others don't, you know, and, and that's where they can use me or they, and I can advise them and I've got partners and amazing people that create amazing branding and, you know, all that kind of thing. So uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun. Yes
0: yeah, I can imagine. And extremely rewarding as well.
1: Yeah. I love seeing them go through the transformation yep. and also seeing them so happy and light. It's like, you know, a weight's lifted off. They, they have clarity in their thinking and their approach, what they say, who they're talking to, you know, everything. And they're just different people.
0: Absolutely. And do they do they sustain this? I mean, that's the tough thing as well. Is this sustainable for them or do they regress sometimes?
1: Oh, I mean, it's only been a couple of years. I, I, I've i seen one or two kind of regress in certain ways, as in like flicking back to the old push strategy, yeah, you know, yeah. going into that competitiveness. Yeah. And I think that's that was one particular person that, uh, yeah, the ego just couldn't let go of yeah. that. And ironically, she had an amazing um, turnaround on her website. She had a lot of traffic to her website. Uh, literally, when we changed the the avatar, we figured out that out, and the messaging and the purpose, and um, who who she who the avatar was, and updating the imagery on the website. A couple of small tweaks on the on the homepage with the again the words, the image, and the call to action lifted her you know her conversions or her opt-ins or something by uh it was ridiculous it was like 30 to 50 percent straight away within a week wow. and um you know so she 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 was just beside herself yeah. you know it's she, could like, see, well,
0: she could see the difference straight away yeah yep. yeah absolutely yeah incredible uh, i mean and again you know this isn't easy this is you know mm. this is undoing yeah many 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 years of habits mental pathways habits yep. Yeah, ego-driven behavior. Yep. this stuff is not easy. You know, you can't just change this overnight.
1: No, yeah, you know, this is it, tough stuff. It, exactly, exactly. Um, and especially when like people come to me, I've had a couple of clients who are come to me and say, "Well, it's almost like they're they're hedging their bets a little bit. Sort of like, <laughs> I'll, I'll work with you, but at the same time, i have I'm working with this person over here, and we're doing." Oh you know these things to try and get some leads, and I'm just like
0: okay. working with a sales coach or a sales trainer as well.
1: <laughs> like, that doesn't yeah.
0: seem to be working.
1: It's really funny. So then they they go through my process, and there's one particular uh part sort of that or oh, three quarters of the way through, and we look at all their channels, and and they realize then we do a strategy and a map, and it's quite visual, and they realize you know where they need to be putting their energy, yeah. and uh, it's like oh. So, all those other ones, we're not going to look at that. I said, Yeah. So, if you're spending money on those, like how much are you spending? Oh, you know, three grand there, four grand there, you know, a month. And I'm just like, Well, you know, and, and, but some of them, their jaws drop open, you know, and then they go, Oh my gosh. Oh, now I realize why that wasn't working. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I enjoy seeing them get that clarity at that point. And yeah, it's really rewarding. Wow,
0: so you're 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 like a uh, a transformational business coach and trainer in a way.
1: <laughs> well, that's kind of what I do in the scheme in of the things. Practical sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in the practical sense, but I don't call myself that.
0: Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I mean,
0: and so I mean, how do you marry that, or how do you integrate that with? Yeah sales and marketing because you know people still going to run a business they're still going to make money they're still going to meet mm. targets mm-hmm. they're still going to hire and fire and do whatever they have to do how mm. do you balance that i mean that would be the fascinating that's the that's the type rope. how do you balance mm. that with purpose
1: yes yeah, so it's all about how you speak Thank and you. knowing who you're speaking to and knowing what you need to talk about in the right channel in the right way okay you know and once you've got all those things defined you know you've it, it becomes easier um and the other thing is that i that i talk about is push versus pull you know it, we, we've all heard that before yep. my definition of push is when you actually push out to the market so you what you're doing is some kind of campaign or you're basically saying look at me everybody look at me right. and I'm you're 50% pushing off yeah. By tomorrow right et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It, it's a push strategy yeah. that's ads, anything like that. where And and even a a channel, for instance, social media is a push channel because you're actually pushing out to the world. And the goal is over time, once you actually implement the things that are more purposeful and more aligned to your your avatar, which we create, then it becomes more of a pull. You end up with more pull strategies happening, which is where the market comes to you rather than you pushing out. And so, in answer to your question, you still there's still a balance, you know, and there's still a need for both, depending on where you're at in your business and cash flow and um, the business evolution. So, it could be that ads are used or promotional posts are used to uh, either promote the brand or, a, a, you know, an awareness product. Yeah, it could, it could be a podcast, it could be a book, it could yes. be something at that top, rather than. Uh, most people, unfortunately, a lot of coaches, for instance, they'll they'll offer a lead magnet or some kind of like um, yes, free exactly. workshop and, and funnels that you mentioned funnels, yeah, and all that stuff. Gosh, I was, how many of those have I seen in my last yeah. fifteen years? And <laughs> and then they go and sell their main product. Yeah, you know their coaching program, and I break all that down and just go wrong. It's it's the wrong approach. So there's 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 a journey that we take people on, and you've got to have the right things at the right step of the journey Us, yep. and it's got to be in the right language. Language is, is really important and you can only figure that out unless you actually know who you're talking to.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and unfortunately, most, a lot of business owners do their marketing and then assume that they know who their ideal client is because it's their business and their product mm-hmm. or their genius or their technical expertise. Yep. And they get a rude shock when we go through the process and they figure out who their avatar is. And then I just ask some basic questions. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. I guess they wouldn't like that. Oh yeah. I guess that they would see it differently. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So can you see how your female soft, you know, uh, avatar lady, whatever her name is, wouldn't really align with your brand that makes you look like a construction company. How is she going to feel safe if one of your core values is safety? How does she feel safe with the way that you're presenting over here? Hmm. Oh, okay. Right, so, yeah, they they get there. But like I said, it's a transformation. It's not always comfortable, uh, especially when business owners think that they know their ideal client and have created things and invested money in things like their websites and their collateral products, assets that are looking like something they would like.
0: That's right. Which can be a very expensive journey.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. And so they don't like switching from all that investment that they've yeah. made. Yeah.
0: You think, Oh God, you know, maybe they mm. just they would rather just tweak it a little. Yeah. But that's not really authentic enough. No exactly it's still just uh, putting on a little costume
1: yeah. yeah 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 exactly yeah
0: wow so you've really got to strip it back get mm. right back down to basics and reconstruct Mhm. exactly with purpose, with purpose.
1: yeah Yeah. that's it and the purpose is not just about a, a new conversation with the with your avatar with your ideal customers it's the conversation even with your colleagues it's about ha- how you you know um, attract and and engage partners yeah you know if you if you go out on a on a on the basis of well my purpose is to you know whatever that is strengthen businesses and and serve more in communities you think about that as a a conversation opener rather than hi my name's um Gerald and uh yeah I just do um marketing automation and I just build websites can we partner (laughs) yeah very two hard. very different conversations, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: love it, absolutely love it. I think it's so important, and I think it's more important every day mm. because the world of marketing and sales is getting really noisy, it's getting really competitive and confusing. Yeah. And you really do need to know yourself, your purpose, your avatar, as you say, your audience. Yeah, to know what the hell you should be doing because yeah. otherwise, you just you're doing everything all over the place and you have no direction
1: exactly and and I'll say something else uh, you know typical marketers talk about uh competitor analysis and do a lot of data some of them do some research and I got asked the other day uh by someone well what about the data why don't, why don't you do competitive analysis uh, competitor analysis and and I said well I did it for many many years and I used to have a lot of fun with that because that's the ego at play the ego that says and that says, let's compare yourself to someone else.
0: That's right. Why look at your competitor? You're not living your competitor's journey. No, nope.
1: or you? That's Who it. cares what your
0: competitors doing?
1: That's right. Because you are not replaceable. That's as right. in, you are individual. You're unique. And if you can bring that uniqueness out to the world, if you're selling yourself as as the the deliverer of the main product or service that you've got, um, you're you're absolutely unique and that people are going to either love that and align with you or they're not and you think about business decisions that you, purchase decisions that you make you know and you think about the best ones that you make tell me are they based on price or they based on relationship and and you know alignment oh, with
0: the al- for me it's always emotional there we go it's usually based on relationships not about price like you know yeah. you, as you say as they say people will buy something based on emotion and backwards rationalize logically why they did it yeah
1: it, <laughs> it's exactly. All the emotion
0: yeah. yeah
1: and and if you put yourself out there the, the, as the typical marketers do and they compare your your you to your competitors or your product to your the market it's all based on benefits and features and pain points and all of that and guess what that commoditizes you it makes you a commodity and therefore a customer cannot create a bond with you That's there's right. no emotional alignment I love it.
0: And I mean, a great example, I, I listen to Gary Vee a lot. I love Gary Vee. Yeah. And one of the things he always says is, why did you buy Nikes? Did they cookie you? Did they funnel you? Did they whatever? No, you, they did nothing. You just know the brand Nike is good. You feel yeah. something towards the brand yeah. and you buy it because you're emotionally connected to it. That's it. That's it. It's pure branding. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you don't need any of that other stuff. No. And that's all hard push sales. Yep. You know, so again, this is another example of well, Apple. Why do you buy Apple? You know, because everybody just wants an Apple. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. so many different ways to market, but mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we've started talking a little bit more along the um, personal and spiritual and emotional side, and we've transgressed over to the practical aspects of yeah. sales and marketing, but mm-hmm. they do live together. They do. But you do have to know how to express both sides.
1: Absolutely. The two Harmony. sides of the coin. Harmony. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to marry up. You can't just look at one side of it and and just play in the that, that you know, that competitive push straight space. It just doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. It's, it's not becoming
0: sustainable. It might work for a little while. Mm. You know, you can chase the empty metrics for a little while. Yeah. But then either you or the business or the idea won't be sustainable because you don't you don't live it. You don't enjoy it. That's right. It's not, it's not what, who you are. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. You got it.
0: I love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 45 minutes later, I understand that. <laughs> well done. No, but Evelyn, look, I really appreciate you exploring that with us because I think that is such a beautiful um, journey and analysis into this whole topic. But I still want to give the, the viewers and the um, listeners a chance to connect with you so what's the best way for them to do that
1: thank you uh well i'm on linkedin uh i'm actually on all channels really um uh you can go to my website journeypoints.com.au or linkedin forward slash you know aveline clark there's only one of me you can't you can't not definitely
0: there's only one of me (laughs) (laughs) absolutely Um, All right, so I'll make sure that I put the links in in the show notes for everybody, your website or your social handles. Um, Tell us a bit more about
1: your podcast. Oh, thank you. So it's called the Six Star Business Podcast, and it's about what it takes to be six star. So six star is effectively another way of looking at business. And, you know, it might not surprise you that purpose is a big part of that. and there's fundamentally three aspects to that you know you combining your purpose with love to create an impact and that's kind of the foundations of what six star business is and the podcast just we talk to business owners and draw out of them what they think six star is and and it you know how they have lived a life or you know just anything around i guess what's making them more purposeful in the world
0: going that extra mile yeah in that sense like really taking yeah. it to the next level
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Love. So, it. Thank you. All the main podcast channels, I'm assuming. It is. It is. Beautiful. So we'll definitely put a link to that as well. Everybody definitely check thank that you. out. But thank um Aveline, really appreciate that your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm, you know, I'm buzzing on a different frequency after that conversation. <laughs> um and anything that you would like
1: to leave us with? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to look under the hood, to peel yeah. back the layers, to ask the questions, to do the the internal self-talk because and the questioning because the outcome is always better than the fear or the pain or the discomfort that you might face initially. So yeah, go yeah. in, figure it out and yeah, life's too short.
0: Well done. What a, what a way to finish. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank uh, you, so thank you very much, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Please check out Aveline's uh, handles, her website, her podcast, everything else get in touch with her if you want to really discover your purpose and you want to you know work in a more purposeful way and uh, that's me signing off for another episode of playing with perspective the suspended animation podcast we'll see you very very soon bye for now thanks again for joining me for another episode of playing with perspective the suspended animation podcast If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate. Feel free to buzz me on 0414 659 800 or email me on darren at suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. Also, if you have been thinking about putting your own podcast together and not sure where to begin, look no further. I run a really simple three-part podcasting course, one-on-one with me, where I walk you through the entire podcasting journey. You will end up with a fantastic new podcast to start sharing right away. Feel free to get in touch to discuss further. But for now though, have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time.